from a business perspective, I guess you've got to be a little bit more selective in what plugins you install and what your acceptable risk is and what would happen if the site went down for an hour, Mm. two hours, a day, a week. A month. What does that mean to your bottom line? What does that mean? What is the cost of that? So you might have to think more carefully about what plugins and themes you install. Yeah. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Wingman Podcast, the podcast where we bring you helpful tips and advice on websites, Google, and social media. Hey everybody, welcome to the Digital Marketing Wingman Podcast, episode number three. I'm pretty impressed that we got to episode three already. Uh, we had the lovely Kate from Co Studio last week talking about branding. That was great. We got some great feedback on that podcast uh, online on Facebook and in uh, Facebook groups. So thank you to Kate for coming in. This week we've got Nick back. Howdy all. And we're going to be talking uh, all things about WordPress and the fact that it's free and what your options are when you're using WordPress, whether those options be free, cheap or expensive. So my name is Nathan George. I am uh, the uh, director here at uh, Pixeled, a digital marketing agency in Geelong. And Nicholas Katsambiris by my side is a leading web developer slash WordPress developer. Um, so you can listen to this podcast now on, we post it, uh, we, we record the podcast on Friday afternoons at three o'clock and we go live on Facebook and Instagram. So you can catch us there. Um, around three o'clock around three o'clock depending on technical circumstances and uh, we haven't quite got it 100% right just yet Uh, and we haven't quite got a way to view questions that easily whilst we're recording the podcast we don't have a a studio or a crew to to <laughs> we'll feed the questions to us, but maybe, maybe we'll hire some people next time. One day, one day, maybe not next time. Some but light boxes. Um, but work that out. Uh, but you can uh, listen to the podcast on Spotify. Uh, you'll see it posted on the Pixel website, and you can now get us on iTunes. So if you uh, just use Siri and say, "Hey Siri." Uh, play the Digital Marketing Wingman podcast, it'll come up automatically, which is pretty cool. feel pretty famous doing that. And uh, we're also on YouTube, so you'll get the recorded version of this podcast with video so you can see our faces um, on YouTube. And again, the link will be on the Pixeled website. So to start off with, Nick, um, this podcast, WordPress. Yes. Why is WordPress free? A WordPress is free because it's a open source and what is open Project. source? What's open source? Open source software. What does that mean? Uh, it means that anyone can contribute to it. They can. Anyone can view the code. It's not locked down. It's not proprietary. Uh, anyone can, yeah, extend upon it, download it, install it, modify it, do absolutely anything they want to it, essentially. So, so they can turn it into another product if they wanted to? Yes, yeah. So you could... Yeah, you could change the name of it and resell it. Yep. So WordPress itself is a uh, is it was created off the back of that. It was based off of another piece of software. Yeah, and I can't remember what it's called. Uh. I know it's got Cafe in the name. That's the only thing I remember. Let's call it Cafe Script. Cafe Script. I think it was. It's not Cafe Press, but it was a while ago. B Cafe or I don't know. BB Cafe or something. No, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so it, yeah, it itself is a, a, a what they call a fork of the software, uh, and they've made it into something else and gone on with it. Mm. 
Um, and yeah, it's under that license, the GPL license, yeah. which, which covers all those things. Um, so WordPress has an amazing community of people that contribute to WordPress, yeah. not, not just to the code. What sort of other things do people do for the WordPress community? Uh, they can contribute to translations for international translations supported in every single... Um, Language. Language. I yeah. was going to say currency. Is that right? <laughs> Too much crypto on your mind. But if you install WooCommerce, you can use it in any currency. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could just build a business off of that. So there's companies that are built off WordPress that just provide training and support for their WordPress site and nothing mm-hmm. else. There are a lot of... Um, I've heard of actually companies that because they get so much out of WordPress for free, that they actually... De- you know, they commit a certain amount of resources back to WordPress. They they it, actually use their developers. It does say in the um, in the WordPress community that you should donate five percent of your time or saying back to the the open source platform. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, truth bomb. We don't donate five percent of our <laughs> this time. This is five percent. Well, this is it. I suppose we're, we're giving it exposure. <laughs> yep. Baby steps. Um. So, uh, it's free to use, free to free to distribute. Yep. Free to modify. Yep. Um, what about uh, plugins and themes? Yes. So that would be what um, why it's so popular because you can extend it so easily mm-hmm. and there's millions and millions of free plugins and themes available that mm-hmm. anyone can use and install. So there's a whole bunch of themes uh, on the WordPress repository, the yep. repo they call it. Yeah. Um, and they're all for free. Yeah. Uh, and then there's paid plugins I guess that you can buy from websites plugins and themes yep. that you would pay with like a normal checkout process but then download and install them onto your website yeah um, so there'd be individual companies that have created their own themes and plugins that they want to sell or mm-hmm. they could sell it through a marketplace like theme forest where there's thousands and thousands of options available now, now even though these companies are selling their products um, in theory um, and it's still not, it's not proven, it's not 100% proven in a court of law, but it's, it's suggested that anything that's built to be used under WordPress, like a plugin or theme, is derivative works of WordPress and therefore falls under the GPL license. Mm. So what are we actually paying for when we, when we buy a plugin? If it's, if it's free to distribute, what, what am I paying for when I buy that plugin? I think the main thing you pay for is the support, the ongoing support, mm-hmm. um, the updates from the developer mm-hmm. um, or the company I think they're probably the two main areas that people or companies focus on when selling their plugins and it's, themes it's kind of hidden like they don't advertise the fact that this plugin is actually GPL and you no. actually can give it to anyone you like no this is uh, part of the WordPress and it's kind of a ecosystem I it's guess. the beauty and and the flaw of WordPress because yeah. commercially it's kind of tricky to get involved in um, because you don't really own your product but it wouldn't be what it was today unless it was open That's it. and under that GPL. So, so it wouldn't have the same um, uptake, the same usage if it, was, if it wasn't free. No. And therefore, it wouldn't have the same community following it and contributing to it. And no. It wouldn't be where it is today, I think, powering a third of the web. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to building a website, everyone's different. Everyone's business is at a different stage. Um, you might not even be in business. You might just be a hobbyist or just tinkering around and learning how to how to be a web developer uh there are basically three options when it comes to building that website and some are uh, uh, well one of the options is the is the free route yeah we use all 
obviously WordPress is free, but use all free plugins and free themes. There's the cheaper route, which is where you buy uh, themes from places like themeforest.com. Yep. Um, there are plenty of other theme stores online and you might pay $50 for yeah. a, pl- a theme. You might pay 50 or $100 for certain plugins. Uh, and then you've got the more, I'll say expensive. Everyone's definition of expensive is different and it depends on what value you're getting back from your website. But um, I'll say most, when you've got a web development agency, that's the more expensive route where you're yeah. paying substantially Definitely. more than $50 to yeah. get a website built. So let's start with cheap. What are our options when it comes to building a, a site? We've got um, the default themes that come with WordPress. Yep. They're actually yep. not a bad start. They're pretty clean. Yeah. They're probably aimed more for Bloggers. blogging. Yeah. Not so yeah. much businesses. Hobbyists. Yeah. Maybe like sporting clubs and things like that. But you can make it work. Like if you're not too worried about, you know, winning design awards, no. it's a pretty clean start and it's... If you just need something up and it's probably going to be short term, then it's, it's a great option. So if you were a, I don't know, let's just say a bowls club yes. and you've got limited technical ability. Perfect example. The, uh, the 2017 WordPress theme is probably not a bad option. Is that the black and white one, the fairly simple one? Yeah, I think so. comes installed yep. when you install WordPress. That's a pretty good option and the, you can add photos and it will look nice and clear. You don't have to worry too much about styling it. No. Um, in terms of plugins though, it's a little bit more... Risky, let's say. Yeah. When you're looking for functionality because there are literally thousands and thousands of plugins available Mm. and it's fantastic that they're free but it's also, uh, there is some sort of quality control but there's no guarantees. No. And um, from a hobbyist perspective, that doesn't really matter. You don't really care. But It's not really going to have much of an impact if something went wrong. No. Like if something was broken on the site, you wouldn't really care or if the site was even completely down, like would it really matter? Like you just fix it when you could but from a business perspective I guess you've got to be a little bit more selective in what plugins you install and what your acceptable risk is and what would happen if the site went down for an hour Mm. two hours a day a week a month what does that mean to your bottom line what does that mean what is the cost of that so you might have to think more carefully about what plugins and themes you install yeah so which is especially important for e-commerce sites yeah, I mean, WooCommerce is a fantastic um, plugin and that, that is free. Yeah. But all of the extended functionality on WooCommerce, um, you are, there are a lot of free plugins as well yeah. for that. Oh, yeah. But thousands. there's also the the premium versions. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. But I guess they're going to be a lot more reliable because you've actually paid for that support, that service. Yeah. There's an expectation of some sort of standard there. Yeah. Um, so really going down the free route, who would we suggest is that's suitable for really only bloggers only bloggers small businesses people that don't i might even suggest that business probably should stay stay clear even small businesses might stay clear of mm. completely free yeah um i'd say if you're maybe just tinkering at this stage yeah maybe getting into web development or if you're just trying to get a feel for what you could do and yeah. it might it might only be up for two weeks before you pull the pin yeah. Just some like basic contact information. I certainly wouldn't recommend if you're going to start an e-commerce store, the p- potentially other options than just installing all of the free stuff yeah. on, on the yeah. WordPress repo. But I think we'd sometimes usually recommend using an alternative route, something like Squarespace or Wix or something like that. So that probably falls into our next category, which is cheap. So mm. there, are, there are a bunch yes. of options, which I think is probably more the small business 
side of things. Maybe when you're just starting out a business, you're on your own, uh, you know, budgets are tight. You don't, well, you might not have a budget at all. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of options out there for themes and it's a bit of a, it can be a bit of a trap, themeforest.com, these beautiful themes that look absolutely amazing in the demos. But what happens when you install them? They look like crap. <laughs> Every single time. They never look like what you bought. They never do. Well, they have so many options and settings and bloat that you just don't know where to start. Yeah. Even I struggle. It's overwhelming. The configuration screens with all the options are just phenomenal. Mm. And And you'd barely use 2% of it. It's crazy. And it's not like you can modify them. You can't strip out that stuff easily in a way. No. And we probably wouldn't even attempt trying to strip it out. It's just so so complicated. Um, And most sites would never need that level of option. No. Um, No. It's a bit of a race at the moment. All of the, the big theme developers... They're trying to include the kitchen sink. Yeah, it's just a one size fits all. Yeah, and on one hand, it's great for someone who just wants a nice, simple interface to build websites with, and they've got everything access to everything that they could possibly want. Mm. But if you're just starting out, no way. Look, it's really good for the tinkerers, and and if you've got time to invest, you've got time to invest in tinkering Mm. with it, and you're not too concerned about um, the availability of the website. So if something went wrong. At the end of the day, you got to think, I mean, there's a lot of big companies that are multi-million dollar companies that base their online business on the back of a $50 theme, which is pretty absurd. <laughs> That's crazy. It is the absolute when you put it that way, foundation insane. of their business, their online business. And this developer, you have no idea who it is. You have no idea whether they're going to stick around. You have no idea. You were telling me a story earlier about... Yeah, there was a... A reputable company that has like 30,000 users were putting malicious content on their themes, trying so, to get people to sign up to their hosting account by slowing down their websites intentionally. So I would have bought the theme, used it unknowingly for a while. You could have used it for two years and then all of a sudden they've slowly been adding stuff to just get to, you to move to their other p- products and pay. So it's a bit of a wild, wild west of, yeah. of themes, I guess, out there. Yeah. Um, and even, yeah, the bigger players, you know, there's no, it's hard to know. Like, well, there's never a guarantee. There are some good ones. I mean, there are definitely, there is. There oh, yeah, be. yeah. And, you know, there's some big ones that are, you know, some great stories that the guy that, um, I've got lost the name now, uh, that, the big one, the A, starts with the A. Avada. Avada. So the Avada theme, the story, On that's, theme that's the guy us. from India, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Who went from nothing to like, being this mega multi-million dollar guy with oh yeah he's palace. made millions off that that's been Just number one on the list forever search that on YouTube actually Avada theme developer yeah and it's a really cool story about um, yeah how he went from nothing to the, just being a powerhouse powerhouse <laughs> in, the, in the WordPress world yeah um, so those themes you know they've got the money um, they have support in place they probably have support they have, with multiple they support. have a support team yeah yeah, yeah. so I guess they're going to be better in that sense. Um, but a lot of the other ones, there's a lot of, a lot of smaller ones, smaller development teams. And well, yeah, that, that story I said was a team of four people. So, so how can you, members. and you don't know which country they're in a lot of the time. Yeah, um, yeah very, very risky in, in the sense of like, what if they did something like that to my business or if they shut down tomorrow and you don't have support anymore what if what if the theme has a vulnerability where your site can be hacked and they don't do anything about it they don't care they don't take action yeah um that's something you've got to weigh up now 
the trade-off is you paid 50 bucks. You didn't have to spend an awful lot of money on your website, but the risk is, and it's a, it's a, you know, might never happen. So a lot of people say, oh, well, I've never had a problem. Great, fantastic, you've been lucky. Um, but until it impacts your business, until it impacts your business, <laughs> and then you realise, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's not a consideration. So hmm. um, we don't use themes. No, we sort of have come a long way, and you know, been through pre WordPress development and and sort of seen a lot of things in the web industry, and we've just decided that um, we don't want to have our business relying on another business. We want to basically no. have control of our own destiny. So we use a very basic theme. Yeah. Um, more of a framework than a theme. More of a framework. And yeah. we just add in what we need. And I guess it's it's going to hopefully perform faster, less bloat. It's yep. tailor-made. Yep, tailored to every single project. And um, yeah, we, we found that's a much better approach, but we're web developers. So not everyone can do that. No. So that's, that's the trade-off. Um, and I guess that takes us into the next category, which is the more expensive options. Now, when you're, when you're a business and you've got revenue and you, you don't want to lose business, you don't want to be down, your website doesn't, you want to be down, you want the website to perform, not just be on, you want it to actually perform. Yeah. That's when you would invest in a web developer and, you know, websites from web agencies or developers can range from, I don't know, let's say $500 right up to $50,000 or and beyond. So it really depends. And, you know, when I, if a client, if we're talking to someone who's new and they just started their business and they don't really know and you showed them your websites that you've been designing and then you showed them uh, or they looked at demo sites on theme for us of $50. It would be fairly comparable. They look the same. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe yours look a little bit better, but... Oh, thanks. Um, but on the surface, you wouldn't really know, like, what, what am I paying for? So, what no, benefits pay, do yeah. I get out of coming to see... I think it's the whole stuff? package. So, you could install a $50 theme, but can you easily set up a MailChimp marketing campaign? Can you easily optimize it for search engine rankings? Yeah. All those things that I don't think a hobbyist would be able to achieve. Yeah. That's probably the main thing. It's the complete package, not just the website. And our process um, that really, I guess, we get to understand the business and their target audience and, yeah. and really craft, not just the way it looks, but the way it's structured. The way it functions, the, the user experience. All the bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, it's got someone who's done that, lives and breathes that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's personalized to their brand. I don't think you'd see any of our designs that look like a template because they all are built around their brand or their logo or their image. No, I know. I know we could build websites faster and I could make more money if we just use a template and just rebadged everyone's site. Mm. Um, but it's not the same. It's not the same. No. Not the same result. Completely different outcome. Customers would see that, I would think. Yeah. And we, we just wouldn't be proud to put our name to something no, like, like that. not at all. Um, I liken it to a uh, a builder so i could buy a home kit and build a house if i wanted to i could try to build a house and i would probably get the walls up and get the maybe get the roof on and it would look like a house you could call it a house but would it last would it perform would it be comfortable would it probably not probably not so i liken that to a website you know anyone can build a website these days there's so many tools that are out there oh yeah um and when you're starting out if you have no revenue right now, there's really no value 
to bring with a web developer just yet because they don't know they don't understand you don't understand your target audience yet you're just starting out you don't so, know what your sales are like online there's a whole range of things even, you don't even know if your business is viable at that stage yeah so coming to a developer and spending thousands of dollars can be super risky now if you've got thousands of dollars to go it, it might be a faster way to boosting your business along but you've got to be prepared to lose it that that maybe your business isn't viable mm. and it's not the website's fault it's just the product just never was viable yeah so it I, I, I quite often turn uh, customs but, away. Yeah. I, I say, you know, Squarespace, for example, is a great option. Now, mm. I think Squarespace, unless you want to get into web development, you start, for some reason you like web development, you want to tinker, you're a hands-on kind of person, buying the $50 theme from Theme Forest is not a bad idea. Mm. It has its risks, but the trade-off is that it's cheap. Yeah. But if you're a business owner, you probably, you probably, that's not a web development business, you probably want to spend your time on other things. And Squarespace is a, is a con- completely encapsulated platform. You don't have to understand how it works, the technicalities, what's risky, what's a good no, plugin, what's a bad plugin. It's fairly straightforward. You just pay the fee and they manage the platform for you. So I think that's a great option for if you're starting out. But again, what you put into that website is based off of your own knowledge, not necessarily- Of what a website should look like. Of what a website should look like, what text should be in there, what components. Mm. Um, so- it's a great way to test the waters, but it's not the same as someone who builds websites for a living. Who lives and breathes marketing. Who lives and breathes marketing, who can put in the, the right pieces in play, or at least put in a good first guess to start with, and then can analyze and modify and, and optimize based on that feedback. Exactly. Mm. So I guess um, I think to go to a web developer, spend thousands of dollars, you've really got to be in that next bracket. You've probably built a website before. Yeah. For someone like us, like our websites, you know, starting point these days is around $5,000 for a fairly simple website. Mm. And for someone who's just starting out, that, that can be a bit of a shock. Yeah. Price-wise, they, they don't see the value in that. But if they've tried to do it themselves and they're not getting any value out of it, then that's usually when we'll hear from them. But the flip of that is a, is a business that's perhaps been around for three years they've had a simple website they've started to see sales and customers and they've they know their business is viable and they've hit their knowledge limit well, they've hit their <laughs> knowledge like, limit. Now? yeah they want to get to the next stage but they don't know yeah. how coming to us and spending five thousand dollars or more suddenly has real value because mm. we can take that successful business and amplify that with with a, a website yeah. that really really fires for them yeah um so that's where i'd suggest um not just us but any development agency that's yeah. I think when you're starting out, be, I would be the same. I would, I would trial things myself oh, yeah, of course. Um, on a, a cheaper platform until I have a, some, some sort of idea that this is going to work. Yeah. Uh, and then, then, then the experts can really bring you value. And rather than, yeah, you're basically flipping a coin on whether that business, most businesses fail. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, flipping a coin on whether that would work and spending too much money at the start could be, could be a bit of a risk. So that's our, that's our three, I guess, options, three stages of uh, business for building a website. So you get the cheap, uh, free, free options. Yep. Tinkerers, hobbyists. Bloggers. Where, where there's not much risk or there's no, no concern of, of business downtime or website downtime. You get your cheap option, which I think is more for startups yeah. or tinkerers, people that are willing to get their hands dirty, have the time to do that. Yep. Um, but also accept the risk that their hands, their, their destinies in the hands of someone else. Yeah. And then, um, you know, seeking a, a developer, a web development agency is definitely for the next stage when you know your business is viable 
and you want to get a more serious mm. outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, this podcast. If you would like to be on the podcast, now I'd like to talk to, to marketers and other graphic designers and web developers and, and talk, shoot the shit basically on, on uh, web development topics. Yeah. But uh, I'd also be open to talking to business owners with their stories and what they think uh, works for them. And I think that'd be a great, great uh, thing to share on the podcast. So that's it. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you next Friday. See you guys. Bye.